welcome to the Bioelectronics Podcast by Neurocore. I'm your host, Rick Rowan, and this is where we can hear about how bioelectronics is changing healthcare and providing benefits to both patients and healthcare systems worldwide. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Bioelectronics Podcast. My name is Rick Rowan, your host. Today, I've got special guest, Amanda Lightfoot, two times Olympian Team GB biathlete and also British soldier. Welcome, Amanda. Hello. Thanks. Also, my co-host, Dr. James Summeru. Welcome, James. Hello. Amanda, quite a, um, <laughs> quite a checklist of achievements, two times Olympian uh, in the armed forces, also current uh, British champion, British number one, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Have I missed anything? Um, no, I'll stay humble. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Would you like to give us a bit of background about, about yourself, about your achievements, and um, uh, tell us a little bit about you? Um, yeah, so I first started Nordic skiing back in 2007 um, through the British Army, actually. And I went out on to Norway for the first time, first time I'd actually seen Nordic skiing. And it was kind of funny because I actually thought I was going to be downhill skiing. <laughs> and then I found myself in Norway on like with these tiny skis and thought, whoa, how do you go up a hill with skis on your feet? <laughs> um but again, like I quickly learned and it was, I seen it as a bit of a challenge, to be honest. And after, I think it was like three months on snow, having never skied in my life and I was only 20 years old, I was taken to the, my first British Championships in Rupolden. Wow. And um, they hold the British Championships every year and it's the best of all the army teams that come and race against each other. They're like over maybe 180 competitors at this competition. So it's really good. It's really good fun as well. Um, you've got everything from novices up to the Team GB elite all racing um but yeah and then I started there and I actually ended up taking home every gold medal um in every race as a novice as a novice dis- discipline so yeah that's how I kind of started did they kick you out of novice um, yeah well that's when I got selected to do full-time yeah so they, they said like do you want to do this full-time and I said yeah why not like let's give it a shot and they went back to the army and spoke to my boss at the time and and um, yeah I remember he he was he basically said this could be the start of something great for Lance Corbel Lifer. So, yeah. Um, again, they released me. Very nice. And so, your when was your first Olympics? Uh, Twenty fourteen. So I went. I was the fastest novice novice to Olympian in just six years. So that was that was pretty cool. I didn't actually find that out until two years ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was a little pretty cool. I thought, oh, that's good actually. <laughs> Very nice. Tell us a little bit about um, for those that aren't aware, what a biathlete. Uh, does what what the competition looks like what the um what the discipline is okay yeah so we have quite a lot of, quite a few disciplines um we basically ski around with a rifle attached to our back at different distances depending on the race we have a sprint pursuit mass start relay races team team events as well um and they so just for the sprint for example you'll do two and a half kilometers racing round at maximum capacity you'll come into the range and you'll have five targets to hit at 50 meters away in the prone position. Um, and these targets are probably about the size of a golf ball, but 50 meters away, there's no special sights. Your heart rate's 180, 190 beats per minute, and you've got around 30 seconds to hit them targets. That's loading the magazine, getting in position, firing your five bullets off, rifle back on the back, and getting off the mat. Um, for every missed target, um, you'll do a 150 meter count loop before rejoining the race, and going on your second loop at two and a half K at max. <laughs> um, then you then come in and do the same thing at standing position where the target is 
a little bit bigger, probably about the size of a grapefruit. Um, and you'll do the same thing again, five targets, five bullets, every miss, 150 count move, and then you'll rejoin the race for your final loop. And then you'll, you'll finish. And that's the shortest race, which is seven and a half K. They call that a sprint. People laugh when I say that. Yeah, well, I'm exhausted hearing about it. <laughs> And I mean, is it a is it a discipline where well, I mean, I know obviously I know myself from following you on social media, et cetera, that um, any type of training that involves that type of intensity or or endurance is is going to be prone to some injuries. I think you've been reasonably reasonably lucky though outside of the usual training niggles or or uh, or am I not hearing and seeing everything? Has there been um, other challenges that you've had physically? Oh yeah, there's there's always a niggle or an ache or a pain um, doing what I do because we we train between you know, between three and five hours a day um, of endurance. Um, so and on top of that, obviously the rifle training and um, the gym strength. So there is there's always pain, <laughs> especially with me. And um, I get I suffered a little bit from my Achilles last year, <laughs> which was actually um, a problem from the summer. Yes. Um, and then. Also from my sciatica as well, actually. I suffer a little bit from sciatica on the right-hand side. And the, the Achilles, um, does anything in particular trigger that? Is it is it from uh, running, skiing, uh, training in general, or is there something you need, you know, one of those things that you need to be wary of when you are um, training or competing? Um, you know what triggered last, last summer, actually, when I was running? That was the first um, sort of indication I had it. And um, yeah, so it was just from from a running session that it just sort of fled out of nowhere. Mm. Um, and then um, I was doing a lot of rehab and um, using my neurocore device, and it was sort of it helped me. I haven't since to be honest, actually, I haven't suffered since um, I've had my neurocore, which is quite yeah, because I've been using it repeatedly. So you know, if I keep up, if I keep on top of it and the pain management, since I sort of feel a little niggle, <laughs> I get it on there, and you know, the next day I'm. I'm feeling good again, raring to go. So, yeah, it's really helping with that. I recall um, when COVID uh, lockdown first happened that um, you were doing a lot more running than you usually were doing. Is that right? No option. Um, they not being in um, the usual place of training that I had to revert to roller skiing. Um, yeah, rollerblading, sorry. Rollerblading, because they're my skis with me. It was quite funny. Um, and a lot of running, yeah. So yeah, that that wasn't um, ideal. And what about your sciatica? Has that been a longer term or or a recently new thing that's um, had had impact? Um, no, that's been a longer term. Actually, that flared up um, when I was um, about two years ago. When I was taken back, that flared mm. up then, and I was getting pain from sort of my lower back through my right butt cheek and then down the back of my hamstring. Um, and yeah. it, it comes and goes. It's quite funny. Actually, the more training I do, it, it eases off. But if I train mm. too much, then I need to be able to aid in the recovery as well to get it back to be able to continue. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, um, yeah, like having this, having the new core for me has really helped. To be honest with that, and all the different settings, like I play around with it a bit. Um, and it's sort of especially on the evenings. The evenings, it's like my go-to device before going to bed. Protein shake, my touch. And a film sorted. <laughs> well, obviously, we're very glad to hear that. Also, that <laughs> um, yeah, um, sciatica is is one of those. I mean, it, it's a very common uh, ailment. I don't not sure if you ever came across it much here in practice, James, or, or or whether it was something that you dealt with much. But we see it a lot, and um, 
you know, normal physical manipulation or therapy uh, can be uncomfortable, particularly if they've got a you know rather heavy flare-up. So the ability to um, get that area, uh, I'm not going to use the word flush, probably not correct, but to to get um, you know those pulsations through that that area as well as using the nerve stem to reduce the pain. Um, many people do find it quite helpful and as you mentioned actually before bed is a good time to use it from my point of view i mean it is a it is a funny one like i i saw sciatica quite a lot actually when i was on my gp rotations and, and attachments and things even as a student and it's amazing just you know how many people it affects and actually how debilitating it is and it's strange because obviously when you're when you're trying to treat it as a doctor it's you, you have to start with this kind of well it was at the time anyway you know six weeks of of NSAIDs you know ibuprofen and things like that. And even that, you know, I never used to like prescribing that, especially when people are, you know, perhaps older or, you know, we, we know that NSAIDs are so terrible for your stomach and all those different things. And I personally react really badly to NSAIDs. I, I can't stand taking them. And then you've got to, you know, prescribe them for like a few weeks to people with, with, with sciatica and things. And it, it was always, a, it was always a, a a funny one like I didn't want to ever do that and I was always looking for for different things and obviously didn't know about bioelectronics at the time and obviously it's not a mainstay of treatment in the medical world or at least the go-to yet although obviously you guys are doing the research to push that stuff forwards and it just seems like for something as common as sciatica and you think about all of the drugs that are prescribed for sciatica all the NSAIDs that are prescribed for sciatica all around the country and then obviously all the side effects that happen because of that you just think in a condition like that, something that, that, that's got evidence behind it, like bioelectronics coming in and doing a job, all of the you know knock-on effects that can have for, for the entire population are, are, are pretty big, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think for me, I was getting my partner to like, do some like massage or, you know, and it was just, it was inflaming it more than anything um, when I first started suffering from it. Whereas like being an athlete, you want a quick fix. Yeah. And having the MyTouch is just a quick fix for, quick fix for me. Like, you know, it's on, it's on for 20 minutes and you're done. There's no messing around. There's, there's no medication involved. It's, yeah, it's, for me, it's, a, it's my number one go-to at the moment. Definitely. That's interesting, man, because you've been competing now for 10, nearly 10 years. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. during that time, um, I mean, I'm sure you would have seen some uh, bioelectrical tech um, uh, along the lines of, of, uh, during competition, but was it ever offered to you or was it this type of technology ever offered to you as a recovery or part of your training regime? Um, no, not at all. Um, cause we, as well, cause we're such like a, a small team and the, and the big concept of bathroom world. Yes. Um, we didn't like, we didn't have any physios or masseuses on the, on the circuit with us, whereas every other team had a physio or a masseuse or, you know, some <laughs> go-to recovery. So for us, it was like yeah. ice baths, stretch, and just go out there and hope for the best the next day as well. You know, just keep on pushing through the pain, pushing through the pain barriers. And, full, full old school. And it, of course, in the end, that causes injury. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Surprising. Surprising you get offered whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that would be nice. <laughs> Uh, that's interesting. So, um, where are you? Where are you at with with training now, and and how is um, current events impacting your trainingness or, or readiness for, for next season? Um, at the moment, um, I'm back. I'm back in um, full time out in Rupolden. So, uh, with lockdown, it was yeah, it was very tricky. I was um, I was locked down at my brother's house, which was lovely because actually it's the first time I spent that much time in the UK since I was sixteen. <laughs> 
So it was really nice actually to spend some time with my niece and nephew and my brother. But of course, not being able to train as much as I normally train, it was really hard to sort of find motivation some days as well. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, you know, I invested in some rollerblades and I got some really weird looks rollerblading with sticks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but coming back out now, we're um, currently in Rupaulding and oh, it's so hot, ridiculously hot, which I'm sure about UK as well. But um, we're doing a really hard training camp. So we've got a lot of uphills. Um, a lot of climbs and really high intensity training. So yeah, recovery is uh, definitely the number one for the evenings at the moment because it's the only way I can get out of bed in the morning. Uh, I recall when you first got, uh, I think, one of our smaller ultra wearable devices. Uh, you were travelling at the time. It was before before COVID, and um, the first place you used it was on a stiff neck. Oh yes, yeah. Oh my neck. That is a, yes. that isn't that is an ongoing pain for at least ten years. My neck. Wow. It's funny you mention that actually. Yeah, I did use a lot of my neck and my shoulder. Yeah, so, I mean, for for other, you know, athletes or, you know, whether at Olympic level like you or, or others, um, you know, obviously we, we push uh, a lot that it's, you know, the portability, the ability to use it on the go, to travel with it, um, you know, it is, it is, can be quite beneficial, you know, uh, without trying to push our product, but, um, having the ability to have that type of technology or treatment application to hand can have such an impact on, you know, just your overall well-being, which then obviously has an impact on um, how you're feeling and uh, your, your mental attitude and a whole range of things. I, I think people don't take it a bit for granted or don't give it enough um, gravity as to, you know, feeling well physically can affect you so so much in other places than, of course, your performance off the back of that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd be looking forward to taking on this season with me and being able to, like, you know, like you say, um, on planes mm -hmm. and stuff, you can just pop it on while you're on a plane journey and get the recovery as, you you know, you're flying across the sky or on the trains in the back of the bus as well. Um, we do a lot of travelling, so getting that opportunity as well is like, it's, yeah, I think it's brilliant for that, definitely. I love the fact that it's just so small as well. You can just chuck it in your pocket if you want. There was actually a point in lockdown was quite funny because when um, I'd, re I'd received the second mic I was at my brother's house, and my my brother's um, partner, she gets a lot of pain on her shoulders, um, and it's from breastfeeding actually because mm -hmm. she's always leaning over the cot, and you know, so she, oh, her neck's always like slanted over, and um, and she'd asked to borrow it. So there was one night I had I had my brother's girlfriend had one on her neck, my brother had one on his legs because <laughs> I took him for a run, and I had <laughs> and I had um, it on my back. On my lower back, and we were actually just playing um, Monopoly Deal and Cluedo, just full on <laughs> my body though. <laughs> so it was, um, yeah, that was quite I just remembered there that evening. It was quite nice. So I was laughing at them, but they, they were like, this is brilliant. <laughs> the Neurofall party, we hadn't thought of that before. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much, yeah. You might have to take some spare pads with you on your next season because you might get asked to share it around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. So, uh, look, that's been an incredibly interesting uh, story. Uh, I hope that everything goes positively from here. Thank you. Hope the training continues to go to go well. I hope the um, Achilles and the sciatica and the, <laughs> the stiff neck um, remain um, abated. Um, but look, good luck with everything. We appreciate your time and uh, it's been great having you on the show. Oh, thanks so much. It's been great. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Bioelectronics Podcast by Neurocore and for making it to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, remember to subscribe, rate us and leave a review. We'd much appreciate it. 
And you can head to the description of this episode to follow us on all of our socials so you don't miss out on any of the latest Pilot Truck content.